To the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Let's, let's uh, dive in, starting with start with the Cowboys offense and the Packers defense. Yeah, so this Cowboys offense, um, I feel like is a, I don't know if this is a, I'm just going to say it anyway. I feel like it's like a closeted juggernaut. Like, I feel like everyone this season was talking about the Dolphins, and now everyone's talking about the Ravens, and everyone has, like, these high-flying off. The Cowboys have been scoring points all season. Um, They pulled out ahead of the Eagles. Dak is the only quarterback ahead of Jordan Love to throw more touchdown passes this season. Like, they have some really awesome kind of scary weapons to contend with. Um, And I feel like their strengths are a little bit to the detriment of the Packers defense. Like they really match up poorly with the Packers weaknesses. Um, Their run game is fine. Like I feel like the Packers, the way the defense has been playing will be able to handle this Dallas run game it's the passing offense that should scare you um especially with seeing that Jair is not 100 percent uh the idea of going out there with Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine and Keyshawn Nixon should not should strike fear into your heart as a Packer fan because um Obviously, you have CeeDee Lamb, who's one of the best wide receivers in the league. And not just that, but he's incredibly versatile. And you know that they're going to move him around um, all over the place because he can play anywhere. He can be an X. He can be a Y. He can be a Z. He can be an ABC. But I feel like they're going to move him. Thank you for laughing at that. Uh, That's a good one. I feel like they're going to move him in a slot because Dak Prescott loves to throw over the middle of the field. Uh, that is where the Packers' weaknesses are right now, especially in coverage, right? Our linebackers in coverage, not what you want. We have seen Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell in coverage on very good wide receivers. We've seen Preston Smith in coverage on wide receivers. (laughs) It's not great, right? So if I'm Dallas, I'm getting CD in those opportunities because you're winning them 100% of the time. Um, And if I'm Joe Barry... I'm making sure that those don't happen as much as humanly possible. And I think what's so interesting is Matt LaFleur had talked about um, how he went back and watched last season's game, even though they're very different rosters, to just kind of get some ideas and get some tendencies and things. And Quay Walker did line up against CeeDee Lamb a couple times in that game last season, and it didn't go very well. But yeah. <laughs> I think the Packers defense was okay with letting CeeDee get some opportunities because of the overall way that they were playing. So I'm curious this time if we'll see like Jair potentially shadowing because he didn't in 2022 and the Packers obviously still won that game in overtime, but this is a very different Dallas offense, 29.9 points per game. They've scored 30 plus points, 10 times this season, 40 plus points, five times this season. You mentioned it already. They're undefeated at home. Um, They're averaging 37.4 points per game at home this season. Like, we're talking about a total shootout. CeeDee Lamb, 1,700 receiving yards. Jake Ferguson, their tight end, second on the team with, like, 700. Like, CeeDee's got over 1,000 yards more than the second player on the team on offense. Like, 
just ridiculous I'm so, numbers. I'm so glad you brought up Jake Ferguson because he's another like he's a monster, DC, right? He's a monster. Dak loves to throw to him. And I think as Packers fans are starting to learn, right? Having a big pass catching tight end is a, always an amazing mismatch. And it's super fun when it's on your team and not super fun when it's against your defense. Shout out Wisconsin Badgers, Jake Ferguson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So for me, and I'm curious your thoughts here, you're thinking like, okay, well, girls, thanks, but how are we stopping them? And I think we said it after our Bears recap and it bears repeating, haha, uh, pun intended. (laughs) Um, This defense goes as the pass rush goes. Yes, and 1,000%. And you mentioned it earlier, this offensive line is banged up. Um, Still a very good offensive line, I think, even with injuries, a very good offensive line. I mean, yeah, I don't need to go into it, I think. It's very clear. But this front needs to play like they did against Justin Fields. Dak is a lot less mobile, a lot less mobile. Um, And I think if you play like you did, you keep your lane integrity, you let each guy, you know, you do your 111th, truly, you play as a cohesive unit, you will win. He's very difficult to bring down, just like Justin Fields is. I mean, he's a big, thick dude. That's why I always think of Dak. I'm like, thick with two Cs is that man. Um, After you saw his warm up with the flip of the hips, you're like, yeah. yeah. But that is going to be, I think, a huge key is just getting pressure on Dak um, and ensuring at least doing your damn best to knock him off his spot and trying to get maybe a handful of key stops sacks on third down. And the thing I think the Packers are going to have to be mindful of here with this Cowboys offense is that Dak has like finally ascended to that upper echelon of quarterbacks that he's been unrattleable this season. And it's, we've seen him get very rattled in games in previous seasons. And, you know, we can talk about the Cowboys playoff record and all of those things, but you can sack him this season and he'll still go up and like next play throw for 40 yards. Like it is hard, even if you back them up and put them into like second and long third and longs, he's very poised. And he will make plays this year. And that's something that I think is newer to his game, something we haven't seen, you know, earlier on in his career. So that also presents a challenge because that's one of the things we talked about with like a young Packers offense is if you get them off their spot and put them into second and longs, third and longs, it can derail an entire series. And I don't think the Packers are going to have that kind of luck with Dak. He is going to stand in the pocket and he's going to find somebody and extend a drive. And put the Cowboys in a really good situation. So, especially when you're looking at, you know, a cow or a Packers defense that's, I think their their units averaging like 94.7 ratings for opposing quarterbacks. And Dak has exceeded that many, many times already this season. So yeah, he's yeah, he's I mean that was he's the key. Dak was in the MVP conversation for a reason this year. Mm-hmm. He's playing at like the top of his game and he was already a very, very high quality quarterback before this. Um, I want to bring up one more thing you brought up pre-show, which I think is really key here, especially for the offense and just in terms of like what this defense is going up against. And that's the kicker. Yeah. (laughs) So if, if Packers fans get a little bit of envy here, understandable that the Dallas Cowboys have Brandon Aubrey as their kicker. He's a rookie new to NFL football this year. Um, but he 
has just been phenomenal. And I know that, you know, the broadcast joked last week about kind of cursing him because he was undefeated through seven or undefeated. He didn't miss through 17 weeks. And then he gets into week 18 and he misses two field goals. Both of them were between 30 and 39 yards. He is perfect beyond 40 yards. He's got 10 kicks over 50 yards and his long of the season is 60. So one of the things you're thinking about too here is if the Cowboys get to like the 45 yard line, they're probably just trotting out their kicker. Like they really just need to get to midfield and they're probably scoring points. And this is an offense that are, that's already putting up like 35 plus points at home, largely probably because they're kicking field goals from midfield. So that adds another wrinkle to this too, is if the Cowboys can sustain drives and even get into remotely field goal range where they're comfortable taking a shot, their kickers been pretty damn reliable through the first for the regular season. And I know he had a couple botched kicks last week, but no, nah, he's, he's playoff ready. Wow. Yeah. And you're thinking about an offense that, or, sorry, a defense that kind of goes with the bend don't break and is okay <laughs> with allowing field goals. Well, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of punts in this game. I will say though, I mean, like, I'm curious your thoughts on this, but I think, I think the Packers win if they hold this team to field goals. Like if you're letting the Cowboys get into scoring range and they're settling for three, that's the recipe for success. You can give up three points. You cannot give up seven points to this offense. I completely agree with you. I think that, and I think the Packers being the first to score, getting, getting that first lead. And then I think, you know, this might be the nice segue into the flip side of the, the ball, but getting the early lead and allowing this defense to play with the lead, even if it's three, even if it's three, no, on that first drive, I think will mean so much more because we see the way they play when it's the opposite. Um, So I'd like to see them get the ball first. If that's at all a possibility, I have no idea. I mean, obviously it's a coin flip, so we literally don't know. Um, (laughs) But I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think, holding this offense to field goals is a win for the Joe Barry defense. If the Packers somehow come away, my, I I'll rephrase, I'll rephrase that. This game to me comes down to the way the Packers defense plays. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not, I'm less concerned about the way this offense is going to perform against the Dallas defense. And we're about to talk about it than I am about the way this defense is going to play against the Cowboys offense. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's kind of cliche at this point to talk about it week after week, but when you have such a young team, one of the keys to success for this Packers defense has been maintaining time of possession. And when the Packers are able to kind of, you know, keep the game in their own hands, keep the ball long sustained drives, no mistakes. That's how that's the recipe for winning football games. And, you know, we've seen them, in opportunities where they've had to go down and score and they've been able to do that as well. But how do you stop a high powered offense? You don't give them the football. So the Packers, you know, you want to see this as lopsided as possible when it comes to maintaining time of possession, because if Jordan Love has the ball, that means the Dak Prescott does not have the ball. And then the Packers defense is also resting as well. And I think one of the things here Dak hasn't thrown too many interceptions this season, but the Packers are like 31st in the league in turnovers. I think they've had seven interceptions all season, maybe 31st in interceptions, not turnovers, but yeah, just really not taking the ball away. And I think that's, that's a huge thing going into Sunday as well as if they're able to steal a possession, 
where they don't even have to settle for three and just give their offense another shot at the ball, especially if you're talking about like doubling up at halftime, you know, and getting the ball to start second half. Potentially, these are all ways that I think you mitigate this Cowboys high powered offense. I think one of like the knocks against Dak historically has been he'll throw you a few. He'll give you one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the case this season? I, I don't know his touchdown to interception ratio. I know he's throwing a lot of touchdowns. Nine picks, I think. Okay, so he's just having a very clean season. He's he's having a very good season, yeah. Mm-hmm. 